Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. That's right, the Raptors won. They're on a two-game winning streak for the first time this season. It sounds really weird to say, considering how poorly they started off the year, but they took care of business the last two games. They beat the Hornets in back-to-back games, both games being really close, three-point games in both situations. So Toronto was able to close out these games, and honestly, at points, it wasn't pretty. But inevitably, they moved to 4-8. and They're four and a half games back of the one seed in the Eastern Conference. And that being said, looking at the playoff picture, after beating the Hornets twice, they've pushed them down to the eight seed at 6-8. and And Toronto at 4-8, and you know, they're a few seeds back, but definitely still in striking distance. It is not even that far off for Toronto to make the playoffs at this point, let alone push towards that 6-7 to seven seed range like we know they're not destined to be, but at least they should be in that area. Um, but today I'm going to just go through a quick breakdown of the game, give you some context into what I was thinking throughout the game, going through play-by-play what happened. And so let's start off with the Raptors' beginning game. The four Aaron Baines minutes, those were the most painful minutes of the game. The Raptors fell down 12-2 at the start, and it felt like they didn't have any energy. And there was one play in particular where Gordon Hayward went right to the rim, and Baines didn't even contest it, and he just had a completely open layup, didn't help. Baines was just standing right under the rim and didn't even try blocking it. There was no contest, no problem, and as a result, Hayward knew, and I think he knew this before he even took the shot, he just knew he could do that, right? Toronto didn't have any rim protection out there. They definitely struggled, and... Honestly, at the beginning, it was rough. There was a lot of second-chance opportunities off rebounds, and this was even true when Boucher was out there, and they had a lot of trouble closing out defensive possessions. It felt like every play, the Hornets would get open look from three, especially when they let them grab an offensive rebound. They'd swing it to an open guy, and they had five offensive rebounds in the first eight minutes of this game, leading to lots of open looks, lots of buckets, a Lamelo three, a Devontae Graham three, and... Honestly, even some putbacks from Bismack Biombo. Obviously, this is an issue that we know about with Toronto, and they need to find someone who can help in that rebounding department. And we know Baines isn't the answer there, so Toronto's probably look to maybe picking up a free agent in Kenneth Fareed, potentially, or a guy like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, who we got a lot of exposure to last season, and he proved to be a really valuable player in the rotation for Toronto as a guy who puts in a lot of energy and even though he's undersized he'll box out his man and he'll do things right and help you in the rebounding department but Kyle Lowry really helped Toronto keep it close early in the first quarter he was getting buckets that um, obviously he was hitting his pull-up threes his jumpers his mid-range and he had a lot of hustle plays as well there's one play where He chased after the ball and threw it off Hayward to get an extra possession, and this led to Powell cutting baseline, kicked it out to Lowry, who pump faked and then hit an open mid-range jumper off that play. And then the Raptors, suddenly down a little bit, switched to a 2-3 zone to end the first quarter. This got Charlotte right out of the rhythm, and even though they were getting good looks by moving the ball around, and honestly, it was an open look for Devontae Graham. He clanked it. And the Hornets decided to switch into a 2-2-1 zone for a few possessions, but Toronto was punishing it by hitting their open looks in the corners, swinging it to guys like OG and Norman Powell, who were hitting open looks. Shout out to Powell, hit six threes in this game. He was really dominant, 
in destroying that zone. And that's kind of the way you beat a zone is by hitting your corner threes and your wing three-pointers. And that's what Toronto was able to do. Norman Powell had a great start to the game. He had a nasty pull-up three at the end of the first for a two-for-one play. And he ended the quarter with eight points. He looked really comfortable out there. And honestly, this is the role that he should be able to do, right? This is what we expected from Norman Powell. He provides a scoring spark off the bench, kind of that Lou William Light type player. And honestly, he was playing really, really solid in terms of just scoring the basketball. Like I said, he provided a spark off the bench and really brought that, uh, that offense to start the game. And that's part of the reason why they went over 6 from 3 in the first quarter and then finished the quarter 6 of 8. He was a massive contributor to that. Malachi Flynn got some minutes too, and he seemed really comfortable out there. He had a three in the corner and attacked Biombo in the paint and honestly went straight to the rim. It was ended up being a goaltend and Toronto got the points, but he was looking more like preseason Malachi now that he's getting some solid minutes to contribute. But maybe, this is my theory, maybe he's only good against the Charlotte Hornets. He's played them twice in preseason. He balled out, and now he balled out in this game too. I don't know. Maybe there's a trend here. I don't know. The Raptors also opened up the second, and that's when they started to take over this game. They were shooting really well. They are hitting all their shots. OG had the steal and the reverse dunk. That felt like a big fuck you to the Hornets, to be honest. And at that point, the Raptors were dominating. They were shooting 9 of 17 from 3, 4 minutes into the second quarter. And the Hornets couldn't really hang or figure out the zone when Gordon Hayward was out of the game specifically. When he was back on, he was getting to the line and was attacking that zone. And he went out with five minutes left in the second. The Raptors were up 56-46. to It felt like everything was great. No Gordon Hayward, like I said, out there. Raptors offense suddenly went stagnant. And the reason why this happened is they just weren't hitting their shots. We see this with this team. It's the tale of two, two stories. One where you're hitting your shots. One where you're clanking everything. Toronto has no in-between. They're either shooting crazy efficiently and hitting, you know... 75% of their threes through a stretch, or they're hitting literally none of them. And they really struggled at this point to end the half, and everything just went wrong for them. They ended up being up only two points after being up 10 with five minutes left. And that crazy Rogier shot from deep three to end the quarter, running off one foot, was really the icing on the cake for Toronto. And they struggled in that third half court setting as well. Um, specifically in the third quarter, right? They struggled in that half court where they couldn't score when Charlotte was playing man-to-man to start that third quarter. Boucher was in foul trouble, and with eight minutes left in the third, he had to sub out with his fourth foul. Toronto went small ball with Siakam at the five. The score was 76-71 for the Hornets. And when Toronto put Siakam at the five, we saw Bismack get cooked a little bit by Siakam. And after one play, Siakam literally just did a jab step and then hit a mid-range jumper. Bismack got subbed out. They were like, nope, you can't guard him. And they put P.J. Washington at the 5 to match up with Toronto's small lineup. And the Hornets were really packing the paint at this point and making Toronto hit their threes. And whenever Toronto would struggle from three, the Hornets would bridge the gap, take the lead. And when Toronto was shooting well, Charlotte couldn't hang with them. It's the same story even every single game for Toronto where they live and die by the three. That's just the way it's been this season. They continue to be like that. Toronto has been shooting really well the last two games. That's why they've won the last two. Toronto went on 
a run to end the third, playing small, and it was coming from everyone. Siakam, Norm, Freddie, Lowry. They're getting well-balanced scoring from all these guys for Toronto. Everyone was contributing evenly, and it didn't feel like anyone had to really carry this game, to be honest. It felt like an even distribution of scoring throughout the entire game here. And to start the fourth, the Hornets were getting right in the paint with no real resistance. It was... You know, they pass it to a guy in the dunker spot after penetrating that zone in the middle, and it would be an easy dunk for P.J. Washington or one of their bigs like that. And whether it was like Mile Bridges hitting the jumper or, you know, LaMelo Ball cutting in, the Raptors were struggling on defense specifically. On offense, they were playing great. They were hitting their shots early in the quarter, and they were getting good open looks from their ball movement. And let's get into crunch time because this was a game that went right down to the wire. The Raptors struggled in the second half in general. They shot around 40%. Devontae Graham hit a huge three-pointer to bring the game to two points. And he had another layup for them as well. Boucher was fed and attacked the basket, putting pressure on the D. He had a layup. He had two big free throws. Then Rozier hits a big three to bring it to within one point. Devontae Graham had a blocking foul, and Lowry hit two big free throws. Rozier hits another big three to tie the game. And then... As you know, probably seen this on Instagram, Lowry comes into the paint, Gordon Hayward guarding him, hits a big step-back jumper over him. And as a Raptors fan, you trust Lowry with the ball in his hand in that possession, takes a step-back, hits that nasty jumper, and then Nurse instantly swaps in Stanley Johnson after the timeout by the Hornets, and they put his big booty into the game for that last possession. And we all know what happened with Devontae Graham at the end there. Stanley Johnson locked him up, led him to taking a terrible shot that went 15 feet in the air and probably only 5 feet far, right into his teammates' hands, basically, and a shot clock violation. And from there, the Raptors hit their free throws, and it was kind of out of reach. They had a chance at the end, but obviously it didn't quite work out for them. And this was the kind of game where you need to close out for Toronto. You're playing a young Charlotte Hornets team, and... Honestly, despite the great performance of Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward and all those guys, Toronto's still got to be able to close out that team despite all the talent that's on this team. And they're not a bad team at all, right? Like, I'm I'm repeating myself, but you got to realize that this is a respectable Charlotte team. They're not Charlotte of the past. They've got Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham now has come into his own. they got Terry Rozier and then a top three pick in LaMelo Ball. So when you look at this team, including Miles Bridges as well off the bench. They've got seven solid players with Bismack starting. And as a result, they're not a bad team. And we saw this from Toronto. Toronto could not necessarily beat them. They couldn't pound them down. Anytime Toronto would take a big lead, they would come flying back. You know, Terry Rozier would hit a few threes. Gordon Hayward would get into the paint, get some free throws. P.J. Washington would dunk on someone. Or Miles Bridges would slam someone down. So this team's athletic. They're quick. They like to play with pace. And Toronto matched up well against them. Like I said, Toronto gets the win, but I want to give a shout-out to some of the players, specifically Terry Rozier. He dropped 24 points, 9-19 shooting, not that great, but he had 6 of his 12 three-pointers, and he had 9 boards as well. He played a really solid game. Devontae Graham had 20 points and shot 4 of 9 from 3, 7-15 of 15 on the night from the field. Gordon Hayward had 25 points, 5 boards, shot 7 of 13 from the field. Like I said, he was getting everything he wanted inside. He only shot 1 of 3 from 3, but he took 10 field goal shots from inside and hit 60% of them. He was really like just bullying when Toronto went small. That's kind of what Gordon Hayward was known to do, even when he was in Utah. Obviously, a bit more athletic then, but he still has that strength, so that's something he brings to the table. 
Uh, we didn't have a great Siakam game. He only had nine points. But we got an even distribution of scoring from the bench and from a few of our starters, too. We look at Powell, who dropped 24 off the bench. He had six threes. Boucher had 20 points. He had nine boards. Shot an efficient five of seven from the field. On top of that, you got Van Vliet dropping 15. He didn't shoot very well, 4 of 16, but still got his 15 points, 10 assists, 7 boards. He had an all-around solid game. Lowry had 19 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. And OG had 18 points, 5 boards, hit 4 threes for Toronto. So when you look at the counting stats, you think a lot of these guys played really well. Norman Powell and Boucher had a huge contribution off the bench. Powell was plus 22 on this game, and Boucher was plus 15. So when these guys were out there, they were killing that zone. Specifically Powell, big shout-out to him after you know getting some slander. He had one block as well, and Boucher had a couple blocks in there. And Toronto really, really played a solid game. Like I said, they live and die by that three-pointer. We've known that from them. They hit 21 of 49 tonight, shooting 43%. You're bound to win games when you're shooting that well, but the fact that they only won by three points is concerning when they shot that well. They moved the ball around, 28 assists on the night. I think the one thing you can clean off is that they had 15 turnovers, and that can be an issue for them moving forward. Like I said, being able to take care of the ball. And the biggest concern for me for Toronto is 20 points in the paint. That is not going to do it in the NBA. That means you had 10 layups slash dunks in the game like one of the keys to the houston rocket success playing small ball and i say success obviously with a grain of salt considering they never really won a title but one of the more competitive teams in the nba obviously they still had a rim running big in clint capella i'm talking 2018 2017 no sorry 2018 2019 when they were competitive against golden state that was at their apex obviously but toronto is playing a similar style they're taking a ton of three-pointers but one thing that they also had was layups. Harden would get to the line. He'd get layups. Toronto doesn't quite bring that same level of attack and aggression that that Houston Rockets team did. And something Toronto has to continue to work on is, you know, they got a lot of free throws this game, 23 of 26, but they've got to look to get in the paint more and get finish plays, get buckets. You know, you can get fouled, but also being strong Getting finishes, that's going to be a big thing for Toronto as they look towards the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, They play them, I believe, Monday. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't. I'll come back to you on the next game.